The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series, recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Choice. We have Steve Rydell. He's of The Hood Internet. He works, he's the other half of Aircred with Chicago rapper and fucking first time like all-star show you suck. Um, guys, we are really lucky to have Steve Rydell, everybody. This story takes place in the fall of 1990 when I was 11 years old. I grew up in West St. Paul, Minnesota in the era when mall culture was in full bloom. That was happening everywhere, of course, but in Minnesota, it was categorically huge. In, the fall, in that fall of 1990, construction on the gigantic Mall of America over in Bloomington was already one year deep. Now, I hate when people say, quick question, but <laughs> quick question. Is the Mall of America the most famous mall of all time here? Yeah, seems like it could be, right? I'm trying to think of what the contenders, the other contenders would even be, like Lennox in Atlanta, the King of Prussia Mall outside Philly. What was that? Did you say the Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg? <laughs> and that's just thinking about malls here in the States. Any of those absolute legends that I just mentioned would pale in comparison to some of the mega malls that are in the Philippines or China or Thailand. But I guess it's not necessarily sheer mass that gets to constitute the most famous mall of all time. Maybe it's notoriety. Maybe the most famous mall of all time isn't even a real mall. Like, is the Starcourt Mall from Stranger Things the, famous, the most famous mall of all time right now? Or should it be the mall from Dawn of the Dead? Or Mallrats? Or Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? Page. Well, all of those are wrong, and the correct answer is, is that the most famous mall of all time is the Signal Hills Mall in West St. Paul, Minnesota, about 10 minutes from the house I grew up in. See, Signal Hills Mall altered the course of modern music as we all know it today. This is the mall where in 1978, a new employee at Melody Lane Records by the name of Greg Norton was getting a sandwich in a food court when a kid named Grant Hart came up to him and accused him of stealing the record store job that he wanted. But Greg Norton ended up helping Grant Hart get a job at Melody Lane Records in Signal Hills Mall. And those two guys meeting was the genesis of what became the legendary groundbreaking Minnesota band, Husker Du. Yeah, right? Signal Hills Mall. So Melody Lane Records was not there anymore in 1990 when my story takes place. Uh, the record store du jour was Musicland, a parent company cousin of the more common mall fixture, Sam Goody. Musicland is where I got all my cassette singles, which at the time were the entirety of my personal music collection. <laughs> I already had some pretty good ones from that year. Scorpion's Wind of Change. Uh, Belle Biv DeVoe Poison. Go West, The King of Wishful Thinking. <laughs> pretty much all songs that I knew from the radio, which was kind of my only source of hearing new music then, aside from the occasional viewing of MTV at a friend's house. So this particular day at Signal Hills Mall in the fall of 1990 was a big one for me because my music collection was on the precipice of leveling up. The flimsy cardboard sleeves of my cassette singles were about to become neighbors with a sturdy plastic Norelco case, a.k.a. the mark of a full-length album on cassette. Yes. 
That day at the mall, my mom had graciously offered me the choice of getting not just a single, but a whole extended body of work from an artist. I mean, we're talking like upwards of 10 songs here, all on one tape. It's a massive upgrade. <laughs> I needed to get a head start on this decision, so while my mom was shopping for classroom supplies over at St. Paul Book and Stationery, I made my way to Musicland. I breezed past the singles and focused in on the wall of new releases. What caught my attention was this in-store display that tiled multiple copies of the metallic silver design that was being ripped apart and folded back from the middle to reveal a deep red hue. And atop that red color in even more metallic letters was the album's title, The Razor's Edge, the 12th studio, ba uh, 12th studio album from Australian band ACDC. Yes, 12th. I grabbed a copy and I read the track list on the J card. First song, Thunderstruck. Hell yeah. Second song, Fire Your Guns. Okay. Two songs in, we've got Thunder and Guns. <laughs> All right, third song, Money Talks. Thunder, Guns, Money. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this. Hold up, wait a minute. Money Talks, Money Talks. So yeah, I know that song from the radio. Money Talks. I love that song. After that realization, I didn't even bother reading the rest of the track list, which, by the way, included the song titles Mistress for Christmas and Got You by the Balls. <laughs> I didn't bother because I'd already made my choice. The Razor's Edge by ACDC would be the first full-length album to be inducted into, proper noun, my music collection. My mom meets me at Musicland, and I show her my intended purchase. She gave it a once-over and asked me, are you sure this is the one you want to get? Do you know any of the songs? <laughs> Can you believe that? My mom hit me with the, oh, you're a real fan? Name three songs challenge. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, my mom was wisely making sure that she wasn't about to drop $12 on an album that potentially might not even get listened to. Or maybe she read the song titles. <laughs> but I assured her this was it. We get back home, and I head straight to my room, ripping the shrink wrap off the tape and popping it into the stereo. The first song, Thunderstruck, comes on. A hi-hat cymbal holding down the tempo for a wild finger-tapping guitar riff. It is, as they say in Australia, a bloody ripper. Extremely different vibe than Money Talks, the song I know from the radio, but it's cool. I'm into it. I've got an open mind. I'm 11. <laughs> but also, as an 11-year-old, I am quickly losing patience, and I decide that I'm going to fast-forward through the second song so that I can get to my jam. Money Talks comes in at a steady 121 beats per minute. ACDC's drummer Chris Slade must have been playing to a click track because these drums are spot on the beat. But there's something immediately different about it, like maybe this is an album version and not the radio version. The tempo's right, but I remember thinking this song started out with just a kick drum, you know, like a, like a bass drum beat. The version playing on the tape starts out with a hi-hat and a kind of unfamiliar guitar riff that's like, is this even the right song? <laughs> maybe there's a misprint on the track order. Or maybe, maybe I put the tape in on the wrong side. It uh, doesn't make sense. While I'm considering all this, the chorus hits, and I hear the lyrics, Come on, come on, love me for the money. Come on, come on, listen to the money talk. Okay, yeah, that's, okay, that's definitely the song. <laughs> Not the song I thought it was, but it's definitely it's, it's money talks. Technology was still a couple decades away from having the Shazam app on your smartphone. 
So my immediate solution in how to figure this out was to call one of the local radio stations. My favorite in the Twin Cities then was 99.5 WLOL, whose call letters were way ahead of their time. <laughs> they were one of the top 40 pop stations, and their request line was usually busy. I called them up, patiently hanging up and redialing after every busy signal until I got a hold of the on-air DJ. Hello, WLOL. Hey, does ACDC sing that song, Money Talks? What song? Money Talks. Well, how's that one go? Uh, so I can do my rendition of the song, the one that I did over the phone that day for the DJ, but I need a little bit of help. I need to hear a kick drum beat at 121 beats per minute. So I'm going to play this metronome app from my phone. And if you guys could just kind of stomp along to it. Don't worry about being as good as ACDC's drummer. I just need to like... Feel the tempo. So he here's what I requested. Money talks, money talks. Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash, I need you. Whoa, money talks. I think I can hear the DJ. <laughs> Thank you. I think I can hear the radio DJ laughing at me under their breath. <laughs> oh, that song. Oh, that's Dirty Cash. What? The song is called Dirty Cash, and then in parentheses, Money Talks. It's, it's by Stevie V, The Adventures of Stevie V. Thanks for call. Wait, you're sure that it's not by ACDC? <laughs> what? No, no. Thanks for calling. Click. Huh.
You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.